Welcome to Taiwan Report News Brief, news and analysis from Taiwan. I'm Donovan Smith. All right, subsidies are on their way, but the message to non-citizen taxpayers continues to be sorry, but no dice. Or not, according to a report in the Taiwan News. The Dajia Mazu pilgrimage is back. Should office holders resign if they run for office? Some lawmakers think so. But of course, the meat of the show is the fallout from the Kaohsiung recall vote and looking ahead to what's next, so be prepared to put on your wonk hat. All right, of course, up first, coronavirus updates. The Central Epidemic Command Center will end its daily COVID-19 press briefings and instead give briefings once a week starting next week. That likely means that soon I won't be starting every show with coronavirus updates. In business, the Consumer Price Index last month declined 1.19% from a year earlier, the fourth consecutive month of drops as lower oil prices and recreational costs continued to offset increases in the prices of food and miscellaneous items. Taiwan's imports fell unexpectedly by 3.5% year-on-year in May after rising 0.5% year-on-year a month ago, while exports contracted 2% year-on-year after the contraction of 1.3% year-on-year in April. Taiwan citizens will get subsidies for travel starting on July 1st through a stimulus package launched to boost the economy as the COVID-19 outbreak eases, the Ministry of Transportation and Communications said Monday. From July 1st to October 31st, group tourists traveling within Taiwan will get 700 NT per person per night at a hotel, while group travelers to the offshore islands or counties of Jinmen, Mazu, and Penghu will get 1,200 NT per person per night. Note that doesn't cover non-citizen taxpayers and residents. Separately, more news on the stimulus subsidies. The Taiwan News is reporting that when Taiwan's stimulus vouchers go into effect next month, residents of Taiwan will have the option of converting them to cash by using ATMs from three Taiwanese banks. And now this is the key part here. Taiwan citizens and foreigners with alien residence certificates can pre-order the vouchers on July 1st, and they will be issued on July 15th. Now, this contradicts all other reporting recently, which specifies only foreign spouses will be eligible along with citizens. However, let's hope that the Taiwan News got this report correct. Organizers of the Dajiamatsu Pilgrimage, the largest annual religious procession in Taiwan, said Monday that the event will be held this year from June 11th to 20th, nearly three months later than the original date due to the COVID-19 pandemic. However, all participants in the procession will be required to wear masks at all times. They also called for followers of Matsu to follow the procession online rather than in person this year. In the wake of the successful recall vote of Kaohsiung Mayor Han Guoyu, the new power party's legislative caucus and Democratic Progressive Party legislator <laughs> Lai Rei <laughs> Long, it's hard to switch languages in the middle of a sentence, All right, have each proposed amending election laws to ban elected officials from simultaneously running as a candidate for another election. The NPP's proposed amendment targets all elected officials, while Lies is aimed only at elected government heads. 
The most commonly heard complaint about Han during the recall was that soon after being elected Kaohsiung mayor, he started running for president. Lai's proposal, while more self-serving, makes more sense. Lawmakers aren't in session all the time, and they have more time to campaign. Also, no administration relies on them. That being said, I'm against both proposals. Being able to run for office is a basic right of a citizen, any citizen. It's also logically inconsistent. Incumbent office holders run for re-election all the time, and their administrations rely on them. For example, President Tsai Ing-wen was just re-inaugurated, and she ran while she was president. In practice, it is already quite common for politicians to resign their existing post if they campaign for another. If they don't, they run a risk with voters, which this weekend's recall vote has vividly demonstrated. I hope you checked out our Current Affairs Taiwan Hand 666 recall special to get the rundown on the recall vote. While we recorded that show, news broke that Kaohsiung City Council Speaker Xu Kuanyuan, a strong Han supporter, committed suicide, falling to his death from his residence. Police aren't confirming if the Han recall loss was the reason, but a UDN report translated on the official KMT website recorded, reported this. According to informed sources, the accident happened not long after Xu felt downtrodden about the passage of recalling Kaohsiung Mayor Han Guoyu earlier in the same day, telling his wife, quote, What is the meaning of being alive if there is no right or wrong in society? Xu has, appears to have become something of a martyr to Han's hardcore fan base. Several protests broke out on Monday, expressing displeasure with the recall, but also in mourning of Xu. Two of the protests targeted two DPP city councillors, one in, in Taipei and the other in Taoyuan, who posted insensitive comments on Facebook about the suicide. Both have since removed the posts and apologized. Local news reports have confirmed that police have already given a permit to hand fans for a rally this Saturday, the 13th at 2.30 p.m. in front of the presidential palace in Taipei. The theme is both opposition to the recall and to mourn the passing of Xu. Watch how many people show up. It will be an interesting measure of Han's continued support. Within the first few hours of the recall results coming out, a quick scan of top headlines in local media news aggregator showed three headlines speculating on Han running for KMT chair. There was also a long TV news segment right after we recorded the show. Another early report speculated on Han running for Taipei mayor or another major administration post. Now, I'm working on an article on Han's response and what it means for Ketagalan Media, so I'll go into that subject more after that piece comes out. KMT Chair Johnny Chang has been trying to juggle three competing messages. One is the need to be humble after all Kaohsiung voters delivered a serious rebuke to the party. Conversely, he also needs to project some confidence and defend the competence of the party in order to rally the party for the coming by-election. Third, he has to throw some red meat to Han's fan base, which remains a force in the party. He can't afford to lose them. So in English, on Twitter, in other words, a language and a platform not widely used by Han fans, he posted this, quote, Be humble to learn from every choice that people make. But being pessimistic is not an option. The KMT will continue to fight! Exclamation point. 
However, CNA quoted him as saying, We are disappointed. We condemn the ruling party's use of the administration's power to manipulate this recall. Such actions will retard Taiwan's democratic progress and any cooperative efforts between the administration and the opposition to deal with the COVID-19 global situation. KMT Mayor Hoyoi of New Taipei City implored the public and the media to give Han some space to think about the next move in his political career. I wish Han and his team all the best and hope they will continue to work hard if given another chance to serve the country, Ho said. That is clearly pandering to the Han base. Former KMT lawmaker Apollo Chen, a close friend of Han's, said Han will remain, quote, a major political asset to the KMT, and he has a role in its future development. Now, I'm not sure I'd use the word asset, but he is most likely to have a role in its future. Now, the CNA also reported this, quote, a KMT lawmaker who asked not to be named told CNA that Han is still the most competitive KMT candidate in any election, including the KMT chairmanship next May. Now, that says an awful lot about the field that they have, considering he's two consecutive losing defeats. Uh, anyway, well, I'll have a lot more to say on this in coming days. It is looking like the by-election race in Kaohsiung will be dominated by the DPP and the KMT unless a significant independent appears. Taipei Mayor Ke Wenzhe, who is also Taiwan People's Party's chairman, yesterday said that his party does not have any plan to nominate a candidate for the by-election. He realistically noted that the TPP might have a chance of winning if it runs a candidate for Kaohsiung City Councilor, but it has little chance of winning in the city's mayoral by-election. New Power Party Chairman Xu Yongming said his party would support a non-KMT candidate in the election, and if Chen represents the DPP, he would likely win the NPP's support. The one party I'd be curious to see if they run a candidate is the Taiwan State Building Party, which is Kaohsiung-based, though their one national lawmaker represents a district in Taichung. On the DPP side, it is looking very much like they will run Vice Premier Chen Qimai, the same guy who lost to Han in 2018. He's a wooden candidate, but he's fairly popular and is widely considered a knowledgeable, well-meaning wonk. In a poll held five months after Han was elected, it showed that if the election were reheld then, Chen would have won. On Current Affairs Taiwan, we talked about the potential KMT candidates, so I won't repeat that here. But there have been some developments since. As I mentioned on CAT, I didn't think KMT Chair Johnny Chang was likely, and the KMT has now confirmed he won't run. According to a UDN report about the KMT's plans, translated on the KMT's official website about their own plans, which is very meta, they reported that the KMT Central Standing Committee would hold its regular weekly meeting in Kaohsiung instead of Taipei in the run-up to the election. Now, that's a smart move by Chang. It will help focus the mind on the task at hand. Also in the report, it said that Party Central had decided the following. The KMT would field someone suitable from the local younger generation. The party has targeted a few suitable candidates. Hmm, interesting. That's also a smart move. The party is desperately short of up-and-coming political stars with national recognition. 
Whoever they pick, regardless of whether this person wins or loses, will gain national prominence. These moves suggest Johnny Chang is a smarter operator than previous chair Wu Duanyi, who almost certainly would have picked yet another geriatric man as reward for party loyalty. All right, be sure to tune in tomorrow, hit like and subscribe, and all that good stuff. Look forward to tomorrow. Oh, sorry, I don't record a show on Tuesday. You're going to have to wait for another day. This has been brought to you by the Taiwan Report. For more content like this, become our patron at report.tw.